And what is up, Huda Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. The Saints lose a heartbreaker, fall to one and three on the season. And some good from this game, a lot of bad, though. And this one hurts. Not going to lie with you. All that coming up, Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. So the Saints lose in heartbreaking fashion to the Minnesota Vikings in London. And I'll be honest with you, the last two games were more so frustration than anything, right? Like the Saints just played poorly in the fourth quarters of games and the offense started slowly and so on and so forth. This one, I'll be real with you guys. This one actually does hurt. Like this is one of those games where I truly felt like the Saints second half were the better football team. And I haven't been able to say that for many games this year. And for them to lose in the fashion they lost, it's tough. It's really, really tough. And now you're one in three. I said coming into this game, I thought it would be a must-win situation. And if you go down one and three, man, that's tough to get out of that hole and potentially be a playoff team. But forget about the word playoffs because right now that's the furthest thing from this team's mind. This this team's in hell right now. And And I think that what we have to do is find a good mix of knowing that there were some things that went well today, but also address the fact that this team still has major problems, particularly the lack of discipline on this team. And also, let's also talk about this this officiating, but I'm going to leave officiating for last because when I go down the grand scheme of things, I, I think there are so many issues that have really unfolded over the last, you know, couple of weeks on the coaching staff that I don't get. And for starters, I think the main issue is discipline, right? Early in the game, big penalties and big mistakes. Later on in the game, penalties nonstop. Now, those penalties are a little bit different, right? And I know you guys are probably talking about it in the chat, and I will pull up any questions, comments, whatever that you guys have. I'll pull them up in just a couple of minutes, just once I get through this opening rant. It's There's just frustration. And I also want to say this. You look at the last two minutes. Will Lutz makes the 60-yard field goal, right? Then the Vikings go down the field. They end up scoring, um, you know, to give themselves the lead. If Dennis Allen played his cards right, I actually don't know if the Vikings are going to have that much time left in the game uh, for what they had to do. The the two-minute warning, the way they managed the clock there was very odd. I I just don't get it. And I'm not trying to be anti-Dennis Allen right now. I I just think there are major concerns. And I think this is a super sloppy football team, especially in the first half. They're always unprepared in the first half. I think that falls on coaching a lot of the times. And the turnovers. The turnovers are killing this team. If you ask me why they lost today, some of you will say officiating. Some of you will say, you know, quarterback play, which I actually thought Dalton was pretty fine today. I thought I thought for the most part he was in rhythm. So many turnovers all the time. And Dalton had the fumble. Deontay Hardy's fumble was really, really crucial. Just flipped momentum around when the Saints got things going. And I'll talk about Deontay Hardy because I think this is a player And I hate to use this, and you guys might think I'm being harsh. I think Deontay Hardy at this point serves no purpose to the New Orleans Saints. He doesn't want to be out there. I know he's frustrated about his whole uh, contract situation and things of that nature. And and I know that that's not easy, but he hasn't done much. And when he does finally return one, he fumbles. And that was a costly one. So self-inflicted wounds, huge issue for this team. That falls on coaching when you keep doing it again and again. You think you would get it sorted out. And I know some people you know, will say, hey, but Chris, they didn't have Kamara. They didn't have Michael Thomas. Jameis Winston was out. I'm in the mini- minority here. I don't care who was inactive. I don't care because I think good teams find ways to overcome that. And I think there were times today where the Saints should have won. I Honestly, throughout the whole game, I never once was like hitting the panic button because I was like, the Vikings are not a good football team. I know their record says 3-1, and one, and that may indicate they're a good football team. But the Saints don't shoot themselves in the foot 10 times. They win this game. And I, I just think that that's been a big issue. So I, I, I really am worried about the self-inflicted wounds right now. Now, there were some positives. I think Latavius Murray, I see some of you guys mentioning him in the chat. That was one of the biggest positives from today. Where that performance came out of, I don't know. 11 carries, 57 yards, and a touchdown. I think Latavius, no knock on Mark Ingram, looked better today than Mark Ingram's looked at all at any point this season. And that doesn't mean Ingram shouldn't get the ball anymore, but I think you got to incorporate Murray now more on game days. So I really liked what Latavius Murray did. I thought that Chris Olave yet again showed that he is ascending up that ladder. Quarterback change doesn't matter. Still has a really good performance. And he was a foot away from getting in bounds. And had he been in bounds, then the Saints probably win, uh, not win, send it into overtime 
with a Will Lutz field goal that ends up being a double doink, which is just so on brand. They never lose normally, ever. It's always some crazy ending. And of course, that's how it happened here. So Latavius Murray was a positive. Chris Olave was a positive. Believe it or not, I actually think certain things Andy Dalton did today were positives uh, in terms of keeping the offense on rhythm, those short downs. I think that's something that if Jameis Winston comes back into the fold, he should do a little bit more of. Those short passes are your friends, man. They move the chains quickly. I also thought the offensive line, for everyone that loves to complain about them, this was the best the offensive line to me to the naked eye on the first watch, and I will go back and watch this game again. I thought this offensive line was getting great push throughout the game. I thought Andy Dalton had a lot of time. Think about the two-point conversion. Andy Dalton missed Jarvis Landry, sat there in the pocket for another five seconds, and still had time to go back to Landry. So I think the O-line looked really good. Negatives? Look, again, sloppy plays, turnovers. I thought Lattimore might have had one of his worst days as a Saint. And and I think it's, you know, with context, of course, you're going up once one of the best in the game, right? Saints best versus the Vikings best. And Justin Jefferson had Lattimore's number. But I was surprised that the Saints just let that play out throughout the game, right? Early and often, the Vikings were manufacturing touches for Je- uh, Justin Jefferson. I mean, he had one carry and 10 and ten receptions. And I thought the Saints would adjust, and I just don't think Dennis Allen really adjusted to that. So that was a problem. Adam Thielen, never, now he always plays well against the Saints, and even this year has been a step behind. People say, well, I thought he looked great today. So the defense had its moments. Not going to knock the defense at all. I think the defense did a really good job of those bend-but-don't-break scenarios, right? Giving up three instead of seven. Um, but... Man, it's it's just it, the way it happened in the fourth quarter and Justin Jefferson just had it, whatever he wanted, it really felt like that was tough to watch. And I'm sure Lattimore will bounce back, but I thought Dennis Allen could have done something to kind of help out his, his DBs. And I, I don't think they really made any adjustments. I'm going to have to go back and look now on the coach's film and, and see how that played out. But from me watching firsthand, I, I didn't see many adjustments there, which confused me for sure. So just an overall game that they should have won. I thought the Panthers game, they played like crap, and I expect them to lose. The Bucs game, I thought they were a better team through three quarters, and they ended up losing in the fourth with a horrendous showing, and I was like, okay, I accept that loss. This game, I, I didn't think the Vikings played well. I really just didn't think the Vikings, you know, played that well. I just think the Saints just made a bunch of mistakes. And I don't know if Dennis Allen's the guy to get them out of this hole. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be the doomsday guy. I just, like... I don't have a lot of confidence in Dennis Allen right now. He has to show me, and that, that's kind of how it goes, right? When you're a coach, and, and this is a first-year situation for him as the Saints head coach, you got to show us that you can get out of this. I know Sean Payton was so good in crises. I don't know if I can say the same about Dennis Allen because now you're one and three. Stuff will get a little chippy in the locker room now. That's just how it goes. That's how the NFL works, and we'll see how you answer it. So we'll, we'll kind of see what goes from there. But before I get into comments here, so if you guys want to drop stuff in, just drop them in, and I'll – I'll pull it up throughout the show, and that's how I'll kind of do the next 20, 30 minutes because, man, uh, I don't want to sit here just bashing everything the whole day. For people who watched this game and your immediate reaction was to run to Twitter and talk about the quarterback situation, I'm going to give you a little bit of a spoiler here. The Saints do not have the quarterback of their future on the roster. It's not Andy Dalton, and it's not Jameis Winston. So for people who decided today to use their agendas to push Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton, and I've seen it on both ends. Some people saying Andy Dalton's QB1. Some people saying, well, Jameis would have came back and won this game. Get the fuck out of here with that. Like, if that was your main takeaway, right, that we're talking about the quarterback battle, guess what? If you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. That's the way the NFL works. No good team outside of the teams that have rookies waiting in the wings, like maybe a Steelers, right? Like, that's a different situation. I think Pickett could end up being the guy. The Saints have two quarterbacks who are who they are. Andy Dalton is a serviceable game manager, and Jameis Winston is that high-risk, high-reward type of guy. Those are the quarterback options you have, and if you think that today changed anything for the future, no. I actually think the offense looked good in terms of being on schedule in the second half with Dalton much more than they did the last three weeks. That was maybe the more consistency thing. But by no means did I finish this game and be like, man, Andy Dalton's the future. Or, man, they got to go back to Jameis Winston. No, my, my assessment was... I'm really cool with them just playing game management, control the clock for the rest of the season. Because this is a this is a football team that is not equipped to just get up and down the field right now. Despite the weapons they have, they're just not equipped to do that because they haven't shown us they can. So for anyone who finished today and ran to Twitter to say, man, we got to get Jameis back in, or man, Andy Dalton's the truth. I got some uh, I got some property that I could sell to you because I, I just think that's crazy. I, I just think it's crazy. So let me get into the comments here, see what you guys got cooking up here. And, 
Yeah, Alex, I, I agree. Every loss to the Vikings, always painful. Always painful. Um, and this one was especially tough because uh, as my guy Sfee here mentioned, uh, it is my birthday, and I was hoping the Saints could just pull one out here, but to no avail. To no avail here. So that was uh, that was painful, as you guys say. And now you're 1-3 going into Seattle next week, and I do not want to hear anyone say that's a winnable game. The Saints have not won in three weeks. I don't want to hear anyone tell me the Seattle game is a winnable game because now when this team see the Saints on the schedule, that's what they say. They say, oh, that's a winnable game. We play New Orleans this week, winnable game. The tides have switched. So, uh, I yeah, you're right, Landon. One and three next week versus Seattle, but by no means is that a winnable game. I mean, this team has a lot of shit to figure out, and we'll see if they can do that. Um, I will name my firstborn after Latavius Murray. Look, I, I, I was talking with Justin from Buku Media, and we're like, hey, if the Saints win this game, do we want to do an MVP? Like, who was the most valuable player today? I was like, yeah, of course. And we're talking about it. He's like, who are you thinking of picking? And I said, look, I'm going to just shoot it straight to you. If the Saints win this game, I'm saying Latavius Murray is the MVP of this game because you come in, elevated off the practice squad, some questions about whether or not you still got it. And I thought that was one of his best performances in the Saints uniform. Over five yards of carry, a touchdown, um, pretty damn good. So... Yeah, I, I, I don't blame you if you want to name your firstborn after Latavius. Latavius balled out. I hate to talk about the rest, but they killed us today, especially that drive with the BS call on Honey Badger. So, Lou, I, I am with you. I'm one of those people that when you start to look in the mirror and you see people complaining about the refs, you're like, man, do I want to be that guy? Because, you know, complaining about the refs nonstop is really annoying, right? Like, you can't blame everything on the refs, just like people who blame everything on their least favorite politician, right? Like, it, it, you, you can't do that. So, I, I think for me... I don't want to blame the rest, but those two calls were bad calls. The Honey Badger one is so, it's such a ticky tack call in a late game situation where, if we're being honest, it didn't kill Justin Jefferson's route. I know it affects the top of the route, and like that's not what they want when he's getting out of his break, excuse me. But I don't know if you're calling that at any point in the game, let alone the fourth quarter. So I agree with you there. But I think the Marshall Lattimore was even worse because. One, I hate that PIs are spot fouls. I like it in college with it being 15 yards. The spot foul stuff is just like, that could change a game. So I'm not huge about that. But Thielen grabbed his face mask. So if anything, we're either doing offsetting penalties or we're not calling shit. But instead, it's a, a PI on the Saints, and you get it right at the one, you know? And of course, the, the Vikings end up punching it in there. So it's just, for me, I just find it, I just find it really, really fl- frustrating. And I know you guys are talking about it being hard to just constantly pour your, you know, time into the Saints games when stuff like this happens. And I, I think more than not, we probably complained about the refs too much. But in today's situation, you know, whether it's Mark Sanchez on the call, whether it's people talking about it on Twitter who have no dog in this fight, let's be real, there were bad calls throughout the game. And it, it is tough. And I think for the Saints, it's especially tough because this team's not good enough. The, the teams back then, they would get bad calls, but you know they're good enough to overcome them outside of that Rams game. This team, though, they just can't. So I think that's a thing for, for me. Alex says, game shouldn't have even been close if the Vikings score touchdowns off of those two turnovers. Yeah, but see, that that's the thing that gets frustrating, right? The Saints turn over the football. The, the I mean, the Saints turn over the football, but the defense holds to three, right? So many times that happened during this game, and I sat there and I said, man, I, I really think we're going to win this game. Like, I think they'll figure it out in the fourth quarter. And it just wasn't meant to be. And maybe it is because of that final drive, right, with Jefferson scoring on that end around. I don't know what it may be. But I, that, I don't want to say that, you know, the game would be a blowout if that doesn't happen because I do want to give credit to the Saints defense. They've done this a lot through the first four weeks of the season, the bend-but-don't-break mentality. And I'd imagine that continues for a while. Too many self-inflicted wounds, too many stupid penalties that they brought upon themselves. There's little to no discipline with this team and makes zero sense considering how many veterans return. If these guys could only perform for Sean Payton, then that speaks volumes for how poor this, uh, how poor this team truly is. Look, that is the argument, right? The argument through all of this is that the you know the Saints roster with the whole continuity thing, you can't tell me continuity and then expect that to just flow and everything's going to be fine. You got to go in there. You got to coach this football team. And that's why certain people talked about, hey, they're not coming in for minicamp and OTAs and they're not making mandatory and Dennis Allen's running a loose thing and people were like, oh, that's not a big deal. It is a big deal because you're not Sean Payton. I don't care that Dennis Allen and Sean Payton wore, both, wear, uh, both wear visors. They're not the same guy. Dennis Allen has to come in here each and every day and coach this football team. And I'm not saying he's not coaching the football team. I'm saying he's not doing a good job of coaching this football team. There's too much talent on this roster to be one and three. Injuries aside, because everyone's hurt. 
everyone is hurt in this league. The Saints knew what they were going to be coming into this year. Defensive first, with a good amount of offensive weapons relative to last year, and just play ball control and move the ball. Well, you're turning over the ball at a ridiculous rate, and you're playing terrible special teams. And I think that's the damning one, right? Forget about the offense for a second. I know the offense is always like the, the headline that we talk about because it's a juicy thing to, to say, but the special teams of this Saints team is special in the worst ways possible. It's a bad unit, and that falls on coaching. I remember the Saints had a bad special teams with Sean Payton, and he got that special teams coach up and out of here. And I'm not saying the Saints need to make a coaching change. I'm saying something's got to be fixed, though. Like, this is too many, too many weeks in a row that this is happening, guys. Too many weeks. When there's a fake punt, and I see seven different Saints fans on my timeline before that punt happens. Watch out for the fake. Watch out for the fake. And your special teams unit doesn't look prepared for the fake. Why does Joe Schmo on the couch know that a fake's coming and you don't? Who does that fall on? That falls on coaching. And I'm again, I'm going to say this every single week until the Saints prove me otherwise. If the Saints finish this year 6-11, and 11, let's say, Dennis Allen should be fired. And I mean that. And I'm not trying to be the doomsday dude. I really don't want to. I'm not in the mood to be the doomsday dude. But... You sold me on continuity, right? Okay, so you're taking a team that won nine games with so many injuries last year. Now they're way more healthy than they were last year, and you made some additions. They should win football games. They're one and three right now. That makes no sense. So I don't want to hear anything good about Dennis Allen, and I agree with you. This team, if you just thought you could take Sean Payton out, put in Dennis Allen, who's a wannabe Sean Payton, and it'll work, doesn't work that way. And we're finding out the hard way every fucking week. It's, it's crazy. I legit couldn't be more out on Hardy. Liked what I saw from Murray, though. Yeah, look, Murray was great. No doubt about it. Deontay Hardy, I think we should have a serious conversation about whether or not it's keeping Deontay Hardy on the roster. I, I don't like to be Colin Coward talking about body language because sometimes guys just have different mindsets, right? You know? Like, I never liked this idea that Aaron Rodgers doesn't care about football because he just seems like a prick on the field. That doesn't mean he doesn't care about football. That's just who he is. But you watch Deontay Hardy who has fair catch just about every single punt this year. And then finally, when he decides to take one out, he fumbles. And then he sat on the bench and moped for the rest of the game. That's what he did. And I, I don't want to hear anything right now because I don't know why he thought he was going to get a big contract in the first place. I like Deontay Hardy. I've had Deontay Hardy on my podcast before. He's a nice guy. Deontay Hardy overplayed his hand. And the Saints have their replacement for Deontay Hardy waiting in the, ring, in the wings in Rashid Shahid. So if you're just going to fair catch it all day and when you decide to finally return one, you fumble it and then you look checked out, what do you want me to say other than you shouldn't be on this football team right now? And I'm not trying to insult anyone. I know we all liked Deontay Hardy when he came in, right? It was that really flashy special teams guy and I, I loved watching him. It's electric every time he had the ball. Not the case anymore. Deontay Hardy's body language is bad and his performance is worse. And that's saying something. And, and I know who, who gets up in arms about the punt returner, right? That just seems so lame, but I'd like to call it as I see it. And maybe I need glasses, but what I'm seeing right now is a football player who does not want to be there. So just bench him, just bench him. I think with Peyton gone, the Deontay special plays, uh, Deontay special plays went with him. Look, look, yeah, look, those trick plays did go, but Jarvis Landry deserves playing time over him. Olave deserves playing time over him. And honestly, I think Callaway deserves playing time over him. I know Callaway makes some stupid mistakes sometimes, but he also makes some really good tough catches over the middle and makes some tough catches in traffic and downfield. And we saw today, good chemistry with Andy Dalton, and he dropped a couple slam passes. Had he picked up those, his numbers would look even better. I don't know where Olave fits right now, uh, where uh, Deontay Hardy fits right now, excuse me. Deontay Hardy is not better than any of those guys I just mentioned. And when they have him out there, it's in the stupidest things ever. They had him blocking on a screen to Jarvis. Who's going to be scared of a five foot seven wide receiver blocking? That's not how this league works. He's the one that should be getting the ball. If that's your argument, then I agree with you there. Like then, then I'll agree with that. But Deontay's also checked out. So Adebo played bad today, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, look, Adebo had a very in and out game, right? Some plays, I thought he looked bad. I thought he looked really good as a tackler though and in the run game. So that was a plus. He looked really physical and I think that's good if he's willing to kind of jet out there and throw his body around like a wrecking ball. He probably feels really good on that ankle. Just needs more reps, needs to get used to it. He's a physical corner too. You saw that today and sometimes it'll go against him, but I, I'm not worried about Adebo to be honest. First real game back last week was just like, what, nine snaps? So I wasn't worried about that. Latavius played better than Marquez the entire season and no fumbles. You're not wrong, Luke. And I will say this. I don't know about you guys, but I I thought that there were moments where Mark Ingram had the football and I'm just sitting there with my fingers crossed that he doesn't fumble. And I hate to do that. I love Mark Ingram. I, I seriously adore Mark Ingram. But it's it's kind of reached that point. 
Dalton is better than Jameis. Blair said, I'll take Dalton all day as a good backup quarterback. Yeah, that's it. Look, I think Dalton did exactly what I thought he would do, right? Move the chains sometimes. Not a lot of inc- uh, inc- incompletions, just taking what the defense gives you. He did have a couple throws that should have been picked. I believe there were two of them that should have been picked. But look, if you watch this game, you don't watch this game and be like, oh, well, Andy Dalton's the reason they lost, or vice versa. Oh, not having Jameis is the reason they lost. That's not why, man. They lost because they had silly penalties and silly uh, fumbles, and they started slow again. And I guess that also falls on the offense. But if the offense is starting slow with Andy Dalton and the offense is starting slow with Jameis Winston, there's either two factors here. This offense is not good enough to overcome mediocre at-best quarterback play, which is what the Saints have at best with, regardless of who's out there at quarterback, or B, this system's just bad. And honestly, I don't even know if it's the system that's that bad. I, I just think this team is just not as good as we all thought they might be coming into this year. But I thought Dalton was fine, to, to put it into perspective. When you have him have incom- uh, eight incompletions, you probably would expect to win this game. And I, I, I thought the offense was bad in the first half, don't get me wrong, but I thought the second half, there was rhythm to it. And they scored 18 points in the second half. That's, that's not something the Saints have done often this year. I'll tell you that much. Our offensive line got better towards the end of the game. The offensive line, I thought, looked really good. I, I thought the offensive line looked really good. That, that's just me. I, I can't speak for everyone, but that's a unit that's been getting blasted on Twitter the last couple of weeks, and I think if you watch this game and you thought the offensive line played bad, then I guess we're watching different things. I thought they looked good. More Taysom Hill on second and five in red zone. Yeah, look, Taysom Hill's usage is a fucking mystery to me. Every time he's in, it's a positive play, except for like one. He had five carries today. I think one of them was a net negative, and the rest of them, 20-plus yards in the touchdown. I don't know why he's not getting more usage. I know they're probably worried, hey, what if Dalton gets hurt? Who the hell's going in? We're not putting Jake Ludden, but I, I don't get it. I don't get it. He's a really good weapon. You know he's a good weapon. Play him more. The defense was on the field a lot of the time. Marshawn did what he was supposed to most of the game. Uh, excuse me, burping on the live stream. Yeah, JJ escaped, but I mean, he's no scrub. Eventually, he's going to do something if he gets time. Yeah, look, it's your best versus their best. Vikings did win the time possession by five minutes. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't really watch this game and be like, oh, shit, like bad news for Lattimore. I, I just think when you go into the NFL in today's age, good offense beats good defense. And this, the Vikings, their good, off, uh, their good wide receiver, who is damn good, beat the Saints' good cornerback, who is also damn good in his own right. I, and I, I just know the history of Marshawn with the Vikings. If the one, if there's one team that Marshawn does not play well against, it's Minnesota, for whatever reason it may be. But I, I just don't know what it is. But I, I wouldn't, like you said, you don't lose sleep over that. It's Justin Jefferson. He's one of the top three wideouts in the league. Hunter writes, Chris, first time, long time. Did you sit there and silence the head? Happy birthday again, sir. Well, first off, thank you. And second, I, so I have this weird thing now when I watch Saints games. I, I pretty much watch them in silence the whole time. The, it double doint, and I just looked at CV, and I was like, I try not to laugh because I think you have to, you, you do have to find the humor in certain things, and I try to find it with Saints games all the time because there is humor in it, dark humor, but it's there. And I just, I look at the TV, I was like, they, you could just hit one, could have just hit one, but you got to double doink it. I'm cool if it hit the bar and just shot right back, but double doink, giving us all that hope, such a tease, such a tease. So my guy, Svee writes, hey, Chris, how are you planning on spending the rest of your birthday? Uh, Going to go get dinner at some point later today. And hopefully, can't confirm, but I like to play poker later tonight. So I'll see what, if I end up playing poker. But that, that's kind of if I, ideally, if I could pick out what I want to do for the rest of my birthday, that's go get some food, watch some football, and then play poker at night. And that's that's about it. I guess hope the rest of the NFC South loses today. I guess that's that's my job for for the rest of it. Dalton played great outside of the fumble. I thought he played well. I want to use great. Great's a strong word. I'm not trying to be picky, but I thought he played well, right? Game managing, did what he needed to do. Like I said, the Saints don't have a good quarterback situation. It's so Dalton did as best as he could, as you expect from him at this stage in his career. I don't care about the whole who's QB1, who's not, because I, I don't think the Saints have a good quarterback on their roster, but I thought Dalton played fine. Right, he played fine, way better than anything we saw from Simeon last year. That's for sure, and that's why you brought him in. When was the last time Hill attempted a pass? I really need to know, please. So I could go back. If it wasn't this season, which I don't believe it was, then I believe the last time that he attempted a pass was 
last season, the season finale against the Falcons. So January was the last time he attempted a pass to answer your question, Antonio. That's the last time Taysom Hill attempted a pass. And I, you can argue they need to mix it up, but I also can argue with, with you today that QB power was effective throughout the game. They just didn't use it enough. We don't even have our first round for this year. Yeah, I can't even enjoy myself on Tankathon, which I love doing because the Eagles have the pick. And, and boy, are the Eagles in just cloud nine right now, right? 3-0, and Jalen Hurts is ascending. They're balling out. And the Saints are just stinking the bed every fucking week. And they have their pick. So kudos to the Eagles, right? But next time Howie Roseman calls, Mickey Loomis better just not answer the phone. Don't even answer it. It's like that one guy that always calls you and you know you shouldn't pick up and then you pick up and you somehow get like persuaded to go join some type of plans that you didn't want to do. That's what's going on with Howie Roseman and Mickey Loomis. Stop answering the phone with Howie calls. Can't even enjoy a possible tank, which I don't like tanking anyway, but now you can't even enjoy it if you did like tanking because of another pick. And of course, this year is supposed to be a good quarterback class, allegedly. This was the best offensively we looked all year. It was the best throughout the full game, right? Because I think the, se- the second half, the Saints looked really good. Obviously, the fourth quarter against the Falcons is still their best quarter of football this season. But to, to your point, Antonio, and I do agree, I think in the second half, this was the most fluid the Saints have looked on offense, which is saying something because, man, that, you shouldn't have to be like, oh, wow, you know, 11 points in a quarter, Saints are rolling. But that, that's kind of what it's been. Vikings have our number last 10 years, but screw them. We got 2009. Yep, Saints got the one that matters, and the one that the Vikings got that mattered, they got blown out the next week. That's how I kind of chalk it up to. I don't I don't really look at the Saints-Vikings thing as a rivalry. It is wild, though, like how the, the Saints lose, right? Minnesota Miracle, the double doink today, Kyle Rudolph's played and push off in overtime. So just wild. Happy birthday, Chris. Thank you. I appreciate it. So thank you for the birthday, love, guys. I, I do appreciate that for sure. Dennis Allen seems to have no presence on the sideline or in the locker room with discipline or adjustments and special team has killed us all year. Dennis Allen is not fit for the job. I, I Look, I'm going to keep saying it. I said it last week, right? I think we're like so aggravated with the quarterback spot or we're so aggravated with the special teams or we're so aggravated with the turnovers or we're so aggravated with the penalties. And we bring up those things, right? That all falls on this team, right? Because guess what the Saints did this year? The Saints, their big plan was to go after Deshaun Watson. PR, you know, media circus and everything. Go after Deshaun Watson. They rolled out the red carpet for him. And you weren't his first or second option. It was the Browns. And if he didn't go to the Browns, he was going to go to the Falcons. And then if he didn't go to the Falcons, go to the Saints. But if you're not first, you're last. And he wasn't going there. And I'm not saying I even wanted Deshaun Watson. You go back and look at my videos. I thought it would have been a PR nightmare for a team that's not that good with PR to begin with. So that was their plan. They missed out. Then they went back to Jameis, who just sat there on the open market for the most part. And then you traded your first round pick. You doubled down on this team for this year. You give it to the Eagles. You know next year's a good quarterback class. And you can be honest to yourself. I don't want to hear that they think they have the quarterback of the future in the building. The quarterback of the future is not on the Saints right now. You, we could spin it however we want. They, they never had their quarterback of the future on the roster. Like the whole hope was Jameis plays solid enough this year that they make the playoffs. Like that was the hope. But if you sat here and thought that Jameis at this stage in his career was just magically going to turn into a franchise quarterback, I think that's a little bit of delusion. That doesn't mean that Jameis can't play well when he comes back from injury. But you can't be something you're not. And I just didn't see that. So I didn't like that they traded that pick. They did it anyway, so you live with it. They made free agency signings that were questionable, right? You didn't pay Trey Hendrickson last year because you were saving that money for Marcus Williams. But then Marcus Williams didn't get that money. And that money went to Marcus May and Tyra Matthew who I know Tyron Matthew had a pick today, and we all joked about my, my tweet that blew up and aged like spilt, uh, spoiled milk. But the, the Saints have not gotten quality performance out of Tyron week to week, right? I thought today he looked better, but not week to week. And Marcus Mays missed the last two games. Marcus Williams, on the other hand, is having an all-pro season in Baltimore. I know it's early in the season, but he's already got multiple picks. He's looked fantastic. So I, I just don't like the way this team is constructed. I think that they went all in on this year And now through four weeks, they're probably sitting back going, well, shit, we're not that good. And guess what? Cool. You don't have that much money to spend, and you don't have any first-round picks for next year. And I'm not trying to disappoint you guys. I do not think the Saints are going to get as much as you think for Sean Payton. I think they will get picks back for Sean Payton. I do not think it's going to be this wild haul that you guys might think it is. That's just how I feel about it right now. Maybe something changes. A report comes out and leans in a different way, and I say, okay, maybe not. But they... I just don't think that's going to be the case. 
two fumbles, six points, lose by three. Easy math. I might have been born, but I was I might have been born, but I wasn't born yesterday. My man DJ. Yeah, look, those two fumbles were killer. Those two fumbles were absolutely killer. The Dalton one was crazy because that's three points that you don't need to add on halftime. And the Saints are lucky it was only three points. So I blame Dalton there. He had all the time in the world. That was a bad mistake by a veteran quarterback. That shouldn't happen. That's on Dalton. And the Deontay Hardy one, dude hasn't returned a punt all year. And then when he finally returns, when he fumbles it. So, yeah. Bobby says, I think we can take a lot of positive things from this game. I will say this, Bobby. I think I can end this game and say, I can take a lot more out of this one than I did last week. So I do agree with you there. Like, I thought Latavius Murray showed burst. I thought the offensive line looked better. I think the play call and say screen game got going a little bit. And I think the thing with Dalton is you see guys that do, don't normally get involved in the offense get a couple more touches, right? Adam Troutman, 30-plus yards. We saw Traquan get a couple, you know, had that big catch towards the end of the game. Olave still getting his usage. Callaway's getting usage. So you're seeing it in different varieties. And I think the defense, again, continues to play well. Don't mind that fourth quarter drive at the end. Like, it was bound to happen. I think, though... You know, I can't every week though say, hey, good positives take out. Like, I don't disagree with you. There were positive takeaways, but they've they've lost three games in a row. So they're gonna need a lot more and a lot more fast. Maybe it's just me, but I think they should consider starting Alante Taylor over Roby. Well, I think they would start it, uh, will consider it, but Alante's injured right now. And I don't know when Alante's gonna come back if he's coming back this year. And I just I really don't know. I really don't know when he's gonna come back if he does come back. But I agree. Bradley Roby's been Bad. He's been bad. And I want to say this about Bradley Roby because there's no disrespect mentioned. The Saints traded Gardner Johnson because of the, the you know, they didn't want to be around and, and whatever. We can't have that in our locker room. They could use him. I'm not saying the defense has been the problem. I'm not saying the defense has been the problem. The defense is good, man. So I want to make that very clear. The Saints aren't losing games because they don't have Gardner Johnson. I want to make that very clear. What I'm saying, though, is the guy that's supposed to be replacing him in Roby hasn't been that good. That's all I'm saying. So I want to don't get it twisted. You can throw Gardner Johnson on the Saints team. They're still one and three because they're a bad football team right now in two phases. But it's just crazy to me because they got rid of him and they trusted Roby. And I just don't think Roby's been good. Special teams has big mistakes every week. Special teams is terrible, guys. It's terrible. It, it's so bad. It's laughable. It's so bad. I, I tweeted during the game. I'm like, oh, this game is for the taking if the Saints don't make self-inflicted wounds. Very next play, unnecessary roughness on the kickoff return. I was like, this is a mark of a poorly disciplined team. Just call me, Trey says. They did us dirty on the last Viking scoring drive. Horrible call on Tyron. A horrible call on Lattimore. Refs hate us. They did do them dirty. I don't disagree on that. I just, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm just, I, it should never come to that point. It should never come to the point with that same team. Like, the Saints have to know at this point they can't let it come down to the refs, but they let it happen anyway. How do we let this happen? We're not prepared well enough for life after Drew. Sean didn't set us up for success. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, the, I, I, the, the Teddy Bridgewater thing didn't work out. The Jameis Winston thing has not worked out. The Saints used two first-round picks this year, decided not on a quarterback. And let me say something. I don't like to play the I, I said this in that game. But I remember when the, when the draft was coming around, I said, since the Saints have two first-round picks, they should use one on Pickett. I don't know if Kenny Pickett's going to be any good. I don't know if Kenny Pickett's going to be any good. But at least there would be that unknown of, hey, maybe you got your guy. The Saints don't have their guy right now. And they wasted picks on guys like Ian Book and Garrett Grayson, and they're wasting first-round picks on defensive ends who you don't hear their names called at all. I never hear Peyton Turner's name called, guys. I never hear his name called. Marcus Davenport, y'all could crack the jokes, you all the jokes you want. I know Marcus Davenport's a good player. I Peyton Turner hasn't shown me anything. So, yes, yeah, Sean has not set up this team for success quarterback-wise, and guess what? He dipped, so he doesn't have to worry about it now. After four games, all the same all the same mistakes continue. Has a lot to do with coaching. And if you look back at the Raiders, you're the same image. I'm glad you brought that up. That's the thing about Dennis Allen. This is not something new. Dennis Allen has coached in the NFL before with the Raiders. And the Raiders, granted, not a good roster, super undisciplined. What is this Saints team right now? Very undisciplined. Come on. Like, let, let's just start, let's just start adding and, and two plus two equals four here. This is this is a very clear situation of your coach, not getting it done. And I, I be, I'm fair with this shit. When the Cowboys are super undisciplined and they have a bunch of penalties, I am the first one that's like, man, this Mike McCarthy guy is running a team that is sloppy. Well, what are the Saints doing? They're doing the same thing right now. It's a bad team right now with these penalties. And, it, and it's really, really frustrating. I, I'm not kidding. And maybe I'm wrong, but 
I don't even listen to the press conference anymore because Dennis Allen doesn't do shit for me. He just goes up to the podium and he tells me what they have to be better at. And I, you're not getting better at anything. You're not. The defense is really good. The offense is still meh. The special teams are still terrible. And you are one and th- you're one and three now. One and three. Carl says, sorry the Saints lost on your birthday. Coaching hasn't been good, but coaches are not tackling. Look, well, thank you, by the way. Uh, coaching hasn't been good at all. I do agree the missed tackles are bad, but the missed tackles are not why the Saints are losing games, right? Like the LaVisca play last week was bad. Maybe you could argue that one is a reason why they lost. Like if you're listening to the top five reasons they lost last week. Opening drive, they missed Madison. He went in. That was bad, right? But there was so early in the game, the Saints had so much more time. And, and what they miss? One more tackle after that? Maybe like the Saints did. Outside of that one play, I didn't really think the Saints missed a lot of tackles today. Maybe I'm wrong. and I, Maybe I missed that call. I'm not sure. But, I, that, you know, when I watched it, that, that wasn't my main takeaway. It was last week. Tackling was bad, but... Uh, the coaching's bad. My ass knows the fake is coming. That's what I'm saying, right? When I see people on Twitter saying, watch for the fake, watch for the fake, and then the fake comes out and the Saints are completely unprepared, do you, do you need the people on Twitter to tell you what's going on? We're supposed to be the idiots here, not the other way around. Lou says a lot of people on Twitter said we should have hired Doug Peterson. Do you agree? Yes. When Doug Peterson got uh, signed by the Jaguars and there was the talk about, hey, he's going to visit with the Saints, I was for it because... Bad, bad end to the Eagles tenure aside, Doug Peterson went to a place in Philly that hasn't won a Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl. And the Jaguars are now 2-1. And the Jaguars, by the way, I know it's early, are up 7-0 on the Eagles. Could threaten and score a couple of more points here right now. Like, this is, this is a Jaguars team that is playing better. And I know it's just three weeks, but I'm looking at Doug Peterson's tenure as a whole. He goes to Philly 7-9, I believe, the first year or whatever it might be. And they start to get things going. So... Yeah, I would have rather had Doug Peterson, right? Former coach, just like Dennis Allen. One of them was good. One of them won the Super Bowl. The other one was bad. And the other one got fired pretty quick. So, yeah. Looking at the future, do you see any quarterbacks the Saints can either get being via the draft or free agency, or do we stick with Jamison Dalton? Well, I hope to God they don't stick with Jamison Dalton because that's just not the answer for either one right now. Now you're, you've made your bed for this season. you got to lie in it, right? And this is a team that I thought they'd go 10 and 7. And in order to do that, they got to finish the season 9 and 4. And newsflash, I don't think that's going to fucking happen. So this team is not good right now. I would be stunned if they made the playoffs. I don't think this is a good football team. So you got, you got to just lay down with it. But you don't have your first round pick. So that definitely hurts. And I look at this team. What are you doing in the draft? Because Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, you know, Richardson from Florida, any of these guys that may intrigue you, they're all going first round. They're all going first round. You don't have a first round pick. And I don't know if you're getting a first round pick for Sean Payton. I just don't. I can't say it for sure. So we'll see. We'll see. Steven says, if you're offered a package similar to what Jags got for Ramsey, do you trade Lattimore? I don't think that's going to happen because I think if they trade Lattimore, they take on a crazy dead cap charge and whatever. I also don't want to entertain it because Lattimore is damn good, right? And I think he kind of sets the tone a lot for this defense. Look, you get two first-round picks. Yeah, I'm probably taking it, but I, I don't think I don't think it would happen. I think Ramsey, for some reason, just had like a bigger brand to it, and there was you know he knew the Jags wanted to get rid of him, and and it just worked out perfectly for the for the Rams to acquire him and the and the Jaguars to get two first-round picks out of it. I don't think that situation would happen again. I just don't. I I, I don't. But you would have to entertain it, right? It's two first-round picks. It's two first-round picks. Curious to see how they solidify the quarterback position for the future. No first-rounder is potentially our worst season in a while. It's tough. Yeah, look, if they had a first-rounder this year, we could say, man, the Saints are playing bad. But, hey, could they get a young quarterback on this team and figure it out, right? I watched Will Levis yesterday in Kentucky. I wasn't overly impressed. I I'm, feel like he's a bit overhyped. But I've watched Bryce Young for the last two years. I've watched C.J. Stroud. I look around. Richardson has that, like, new era game to him that I like. I know people aren't like overly fond of him in terms of will he stay durable or whatever, but I think he's got some game to him. Uh, Jaron Hall from BYU, I got to watch more of. I, I'll be honest with you, I've not seen enough of him yet, but we'll see. There's a better, there's a good quarterback class. I didn't think this past quarterback class was as bad as everyone said. I know everyone ripped it, but I thought Pickett would have been a nice system fit for the Saints. And you watch the way the Saints run their offense. I, I feel even more about that, right? that he would fit that system. They, they just don't want to do it. So, yeah, it's tough. You're a bad team. Don't have your first-round pick. 
when will we see Taysom do a read option pass? I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, right? I, I think at one point you got to, right? You got to keep the defense honest, but I think the Saints get enough yards from the QB power and QB option plays that they're like, I'll ah, just keep running this thing. So they keep running it. But I do agree, like they should mix it up. You got to spice some things up. Hardy is like wide receiver five on this roster. He is, right? I would take the big three over him. I take Callaway over him. And honestly, I take Trick on over him. So I, I think I think Deontay Hardy right now, with the body language, the way he's playing, he's wide receiver six right now when all of them are healthy. But now he's five because you do not have Michael Thomas in the game right now. Let's trade for Patrick Mahomes and the package. Oh, if, if it was only that easy, guys. If it was if it was only that easy. But guess what? If you watch the TV next week on Fox Sports or whatever, Sean Payton will tell you about how he almost drafted Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback prospect he's ever seen. He almost drafted him, but he didn't trade up for him. You know who he did trade up for? Marcus Davenport. So he traded up for a defensive end, wouldn't trade up for a quarterback prospect who he claims is the best quarterback prospect he's ever seen. It's just cap from a master cap artist. No knock on Sean. Great coach, but he's a, he's a cap artist with that. Shout out to Dalton and Murray, defense for holding, uh, uh, for holding on besides Lattimore. Yeah, rough day for Lattimore. I see you guys talking about it. Their best versus uh, Saints best and just didn't work out. Didn't work out at all. That Pete Carmichael hype is out the window as well. No team is running to scoop him up, as many believe. Look, if Pete Carmichael goes to another team, it's going to be the team that Sean Payton coaches next year, right? Let's be honest. We all thought that was that, that was going to be the case. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints have a new offensive play caller next year. I, I just, I think Pete will be gone, whether it's going to Sean or the Saints are like, man, we need a fall guy, so let's make it you, even though our head coach is not a good head coach. So I, I think that's what might happen. But I do agree. Pete, Pete's system right now looks terrible. It's just not working. Need to let Taysom throw every now and then. Don't disagree there. I think it's good argument. Another solid game for Pete and DeMario. That is one of the very few constants of this team. Pete Werner, DeMario Davis, going to lay the wood, going to play great in, in pass coverage as well. Yeah, I, that's, that's, that's it. One of the few constants. But I will say real quick about those two. Just to show you how much I've been hating the coaching lately, there were moments where the Saints coaching staff repeatedly kept putting the Saints in situations where Pete Werner or Demario Davis in the first half were matched up against Justin Jefferson. It didn't did happen once. It happened a couple of times, and then Thielen got matched up against Demario Davis, and I was like, man, that's on coaching. That's on coaching when that happens. No adjustments, man. None. Braylon says, so how do you feel about the Saints after this game? I'll tell you how I feel about the Saints. I think the Saints are a bad football team. Just point blank period. That, that's it. They are a bad football team. They're one in three record. I think kind of fits what they are, right? Because I can make an argument they could have won today, and I could have made an argument that maybe they could have won last week, but not definites for either one. And the one that they won was a game they definitely should have lost, which fits the whole narrative of this team. They are, and this is this is where you just you try to smile and, and laugh it off because it's tragic. They are a wild Falcons annual choke job away that they would be 0 for. That's that's the truth of the matter, guys. That's the truth of the matter. So they're a bad football team. That's the only way I can put it for you, Braylon. And I, and I hate saying it because I thought the Saints would be 9-8, and 10-7 and 7 this year. I really thought 10-7 and 7 was a good spot for this roster. But me, looking back at it, I overlooked how bad Dennis Allen might be as a head coach. That's the truth. Hope Olave ain't here for our sake. Yep, I hope not. And I see more Latavius love as always, which is great. Latavius deserves it, man. Latavius balled out today. Balled out. The defense is better than what the box score suggests. They've get, they're getting demolished in time possession, having multiple turnovers, screw them over, having multiple drive start in Saints territory. Look, I agree with you. I agree with you. If, if you come into today and you're talking about the defense in a negative way, you're not watching the game. So I agree with you 1,000% about that comment. This team, stop putting your defense in terrible situations. And the fact that you're only losing these games by one possession is a testament to your defense with the way they're having that bend but don't break mentality. So totally agree with you, man. Uh, this team, the defense is doing it. They're doing whatever they can because it's kind of like the offense back then in the Drew Brees era where they had shit defense. The offense was doing whatever they can to keep you in games. The defense do whatever you can to keep the score close and the offense and the special teams are just not getting it done. They're just not. Happy birthday, ball security coaches, refs, and refs always screw the Saints. Yeah, well, thank you, by the way, for the birthday wishes. And yes, I do agree. It's just, 
it's it's that combination that doesn't work. And I and I've said it before. This Saints team is not good enough to overcome turnovers. Past Saints teams, maybe, right? You can turn over the football, a breeze pick here and there, and you're like, eh, they'll, they'll find a way. This team is not good enough. Two turnovers, that's not good enough. They've had 11, 11 through four games. They're almost averaging three turnovers a game, guys. That's terrible. That is terrible. feel like we got the same amount of sacks today as we had the rest of the year. Something's got to change. I love Davenport, though. Yeah, I mean, so they had three today. Uh, they're, they're getting there, starting to ramp up a little bit. I thought there were a couple of near misses here and there. I, I would like to see this this team get it going a little bit more on the pass rush, but this is the downside. This is the downside of having six foot seven defensive ends that arm fast. You know, you want that. You know what they call ass and mass or whatever they say for the defensive line. That's all great and fun and and you know hilarious to say, but they don't have a speed rusher, and sometimes speed kills. And we're seeing it, man. Watch a Mike, Micah Parsons, you know, or go watch a Nick Bosa who's a freak because he does speed and power. Go watch a, a TJ Watt when he's healthy. Go watch a Miles Garrett when he's healthy. The Saints don't have that speed rusher. Marcus Davenport, he's he's doing well, but he's always like a step off. And Cam Jordan just doesn't look like Cam Jordan right now. He looks like Cam Jordan in the run game. A lot of good stops in the run game, so I want to give Cam his credit there, especially today he had some good ones. But this defensive line is just slow. So if there was one complaint I make with the defense, that would be it. Defensive line is slow. Thank you again for the for the birthday wishes. And yeah, dude, Trey Anderson, you see him balling out over there in Cincy, and you're like, man, I, I would be cool with that. I would have loved to have him back. I remember telling you this, but now it's officially over. Our quarterback situation is trash. Kamara is no longer healthy. Michael Thomas has made a glass, et cetera. Jarvis Landry signed to this team for nothing. Yeah, I mean, look, the Jarvis Landry thing, it's what it is, what it is, right? It's one year. I doubt he'll be back next year, regardless of what happens this season. Uh, he'll probably go to greener pastures, and, and I hope he does. He deserves it. The Kamara situation is hella interesting because I'm not calling Alvin Kamara out. Rib cartilage injuries are fucking terrible. And that's why when I heard he hurt his rib, I was like, I hope he broke his rib because you'd rather break your rib than get fractured rib cartilage. That's worse. But if you look at the Saints contract, you're really not going to be able to get rid of Kamara until 2024. So you have another year of it. I do think after the 2023 season, people will start to have the, the conversations about can you get rid of Kamara? And I love Kamara. I mean, you guys could see uh, I got I got a thing over here with Kamara, so I, I'm he's my guy, but he is been, he's been getting hurt, and that's the downside of the way they use him, right? He doesn't get hurt as much when you use him as a receiver, but when you run him between the tackles, he will get hurt. It's just natural. I also like to see Dalton um, with Kamara and MC back. He had a really stupid phone, but overall, I thought he played fine given the circumstances. Yeah, I think that's fair, right? I, I would like to see that just to see how it goes, but. I don't know. I don't know if Winston will be back in next week or if the Saints will roll with Dalton for another week or two. I don't know what the situation is. Personally, I think they should roll with Dalton for another week or two. Let Jameis heal. I don't think that one week would magically heal Jameis's hip, back, and ankle injuries. I don't think that's how it works. So I think one more week, you're playing Seattle next week. That is a game manager versus game manager situation. Just let them go game manage the shit out of that one between Dalton and Geno. And then we'll reevaluate where, where Jameis is. That, that's how I would feel personally, but that's just me. Can't believe we got rid of CJ Gardner, Johnson, and Marcus Williams. That was so stupid. Yeah, the Saints got older in the secondary, and I think it is showing a little bit. I don't want to rip this defense again. I, I think this defense is a really good unit, top five, when in terms of how they play. The scoreboard doesn't show it, but how the Saints play, they play like a top five unit with the bend but don't break, but they did get older in the secondary, and that is really, really frustrating. Street, Jordan, Davenport all played awesome. I'm sure they just sit and watch film and shake their heads because they ball out and still lose. Yeah, man. I How many times today did the Saints get that three and out? And then Mark Sanchez and the broadcast were like, there we go. The Saints got the three, out, three and out. Now they can get rolling. And the Saints gave the ball right back to Minnesota. It happened so many times, and it is very frustrating. This team sucks. We're not making the playoffs. We don't play complimentary football. Not at all, man. Not at all. I, you know, we talked about it, right? This team, if they were going to be what they want to be, they got to play complimentary football. Good defense, average offense. But right now, it's bad offense, god-awful special teams, and good defense. And by the way, just for just for shits and giggles, the Falcons are up 10-0 on the Browns. There is a good chance the Saints will be last in the NFC South by the, by the time this day is over. Very good chance. I think, I think it will be the case, to be honest, at this rate. If the Saints drop DA midseason, who do you think would be a good replacement? I'm not going to, the only reason I'm not going to answer that question is I don't think they're going to drop in midseason because the Saints, I don't even think the Saints are going to fire him after this year. 
I think the Saints can lose 12 games this year and they won't fire Dennis Allen because they've made their bed because they said they wanted continuity and, well, his office was right next to Sean Payton's office and they're, they're you know, so good and we feel like we're not changing anything. Bullshit. I thought it was bullshit when they said it and now that I watch these Saints games every week, it is bullshit. I don't care that his office was one door next to Sean Payton's. He's not Sean Payton. The, the coaching search was a sham. By the time Sean said, I'm out, all the good coaches, McDaniel, Dable, they were off the market. And those were guys that the Saints should have considered. And guess what? I think they tried to, and I don't even think Dable wanted an interview with them. So it's just really, really frustrating. I, I think that for the Saints, you just gotta you just gotta hope to God you turn it around. I know that's a terrible thing to say, right? Because it's the hope that kills you. And rea- reality speaking, like this is just not a good team that I, I feel like they could turn it around, right? I don't think they could just go on a run. They, they, ha- they haven't won two games in a row this year. They've won one and lost three in a row. But that's their only option now because I don't think they would fire DA. And I don't think firing DA is the answer right now anyway, you know? But now he knows the answer to that question. I do not have any faith in Dennis Allen, as you can tell, which I'm sure was a sarcastic question with the asking for a friend part. But uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't have any faith in him. I'll make that very clear. And if he turns it around, kudos to him. I, I say this all the time. I want to be wrong with certain things like this, right? I want to say what I'm feeling because it's what I'm seeing right now. And then I hope that in a couple of weeks' time, a month's time, whatever, we look back. I'm like, oh, Chris jumped the gun. I, I want that to happen. I'd rather that happen than me come here every week and be like, Dennis Allen fucked up again, which seems to be my new thing. So, yeah. Rev Deuce said this concerning stat about Dennis Allen as coach. Noah is 32nd in penalties right now, and this was an issue. Raiders, 19th, 30th, 20th. I said it, man. They were undisciplined with him, and now the Saints are undisciplined magically. It's not magic. It's Dennis Allen. But, like, you just always have to just put two and two together. And when you put two and two together in this situation, you're like, okay, yep, there you go. This is a, this is a team that's not good, and they are not getting it done right now with the penalties. And And – they are getting 10 penalties almost consistently a game. You're not winning football games like that, guys. You're not. You're just not. Go for Daniel Jones? Absolutely not. No disrespect to Daniel Jones. I know he started off today uh, with that you know, impressive drive. Dude, I, you, th- that's, that's not the answer. Th- that's not the answer. But you know what? The Saints have been doing this whole thing where quarterback doesn't matter now and then just keep slapping Band-Aids on this team, hoping that will solve the problem. So who knows? Maybe Daniel Jones will be next year's Band-Aid for this team. But no, I, I do not think that would be the answer. And I see someone else asking. I do not think Fields would be the answer. I do not think Jordan Love would be the answer. I, I think the Packers have told you what they think about Jordan Love, and I think the Bears tell you what they think about Justin Fields. The Bears never throw the football. Never throw the football. I know people will say, oh, well, Justin Fields has a, you know, had a big completion to Darnell Mooney today. Watch the Bears games. They don't want to throw it over 15 times. What does that tell you? They don't think their quarterback can throw the ball 15 times. And I loved Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State. I loved him. But there was, in terms of mechanical issues, he needed a year to sit with a good coach. And, you know, hypothetically, had the Saints gotten him, that would have been a good situation, right, with Sean Payton, and you could have done it. But you don't have that situation now. So I I just, I don't feel good about it. The Saints blowing it in front of the Ted Lasso cast makes it so much worse. I know. And then you f- you figure out that, you know, Ted Lasso's not coming back till next year, and then that makes it 10 times worse. So, uh, yeah, blowing it in front of that cast, not great. Not great. But maybe they could use Ted Lasso as their head coach. He'd be better off than Dennis Allen. At least we get some motivational speeches up in here because, as people were saying, dark times for the Saints. And um, I'm, glad, I'm glad for you, Matt, that Olave gives you hope. Olave's a baller, man. Olave is a fucking baller. Um, I do love him. But that's it, right? That like it's the only week to week thing outside of Demario, Pete, and the, the defense, the guys that have been stepping up. The only positive every week on offense, I'm like, oh, Lave did it again, and it's like, but it, it's another loss. So this team's just not good right now. And to Justin's point, I wouldn't say zero, but how how can we even be like, oh, I have faith about this team? I don't, I don't, and I'm sorry if I sound like a Debbie Downer on my birthday, nonetheless, but I do not. Major props to Lutz for hitting that 60-yard. I know the 61-yard double dunk, but hopefully he gets some of his groove back. That's a good point, actually. I'm glad you mentioned that. That was one of the other positive takeaways I took from this game. Will Lutz struggled in week three badly, like really struggled in week three. Week four, I know he missed that 61-yarder, but he double doinked it. That rarely happens. I, I think looking at Lutz's performance today, I actually feel better about the kicking spot. So that's one plus. But the rest of special teams is atrocious. 
offense is still bad, but I do agree with you. I don't think you're wrong. I think that that, that Lutz definitely showed something. Do you think we should have taken uh, Lamar instead of Davenport when we traded up? I think Davenport's a dog just curious. Yeah, of course I do. But I, I never thought that was going to be real, right? I know a lot of people in the Saints traded up. like, holy shit, we might get Lamar. I can tell you from now, I was in the movie theaters when the Saints did that. I think, I want to say I was watching Infinity War at the time, like opening night on that Thursday. And I'm trying to remember everything. But I, I saw that the Saints traded up. And I saw it and I go to my brother, I'm like, probably going to draft the Senior Bowl kid. That's what I was referring to Davenport as a, at the time. I didn't think they were going to draft Lamar. Now, should they have drafted Lamar? Absolutely. Should have done it then. And now when you look at it even more, it looks like an even dumber move not getting him. But I don't know how the Saints would have used Lamar. All I know is, though, he is one of the... If I were taking a team today, right, and I was like, hey, give me five quarterbacks that you're drafting. I would want Mahomes. I want Herbert. I want Josh Allen. I'd want Burrow, and I'd want Lamar. Those would be my five. My five go-to guys. Lamar's in that. And Lamar might, as, might fuck around and win another MVP this year. So... Uh, yeah, to answer that question, I think that's a, a no-doubter. Nah, that's just being negative. Olave ain't going anywhere. I know it's tough, right? Like, it's it's always tough um, to, like, not be super negative when they keep losing, but is like, the one constant. Overall, it's not looking good for a team with a six-loss maximum to have three already in week four. See, I had them at, at eight-loss maximum for wild card, but I thought they would go 10-7. and seven. But now even eight, right? They would have to go... Oh, math is failing right now today. Eight and five. They'd have to go eight and five to finish nine and eight. And I don't know if they could do that. I really don't know if they could do that. I am laughing at this comment, though, from Carlos. Ben McAdoo could run a better team. Ben McAdoo does have a winning season. He does. He, he, took, he took the Giants to the playoffs one year. I think he won 11 games. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, yeah, 11 and five his first year. Two and 10 then canned. I, I'm telling you, man. Dennis Allen's not a good coach, and I'll keep banging that drum for the next couple weeks, but hopefully I don't have to, right? Hopefully I don't have to. I got Seattle next week. I don't know how I'm going to stream. I have a wedding next week, which I will vent. I will end it on this. And I'm curious for anyone left in the chat, how you feel about this. Shouldn't it be illegal for people to have weddings during football season on Sundays? Because next week I'm watching St. Seahawks and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to live stream after the game because I got to go head over to a reception for a wedding. And I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do this because I don't I, like, am I going to stream from the car? Am I going to, you know, find a spot to go do it there? I have no clue, but it should be illegal to have weddings on Sundays. Like I, I'm, I'm being serious right now. Like I, I, I keep thinking about that for next week and how I'll manufacture that and, and figure it out. But um, yeah, the saints app has the saints at the bottom of the division. Yeah. Go. I mean, it was where it is one and three and Falcons might win today. Panthers might win today. You never know. You never know who's worse. DA or McDaniels. I'm actually going to say McDaniels because McDaniels is a piece of shit. And I mean that wholeheartedly. And I know that's crazy like that. I just said that. That seems like a strong accusation. If you go look through McDaniels' history of what he did in Denver, and then you go look at what he did when he said he was going to take the indie job and he didn't take it, he screwed over a lot of people. And Dennis Allen is not a, you know, is not a good coach in my opinion. Great coordinator, not a good coach. But I don't, I don't like McDaniels at all, and I don't like the way he goes about himself. That's just me. Bring back Tom Coughlin. I'm not going to lie. Anytime someone mentions Tom, Tom Coughlin, I just to search up on Wikipedia just to make sure he's still kicking. I love the guy, but I just got always got to go back and just check just in case. All right. I'm, I'm glad you guys agree with me on the wedding thing, by the way. And I'll probably end up finishing it on this note. But, like, I, I don't get it. Like, there are other months in the year. I'm asking you to leave me alone for 17 Sundays in the year. That, that's not a lot to ask for. Although, you know what, with the Saints, the way the Saints are playing, maybe this is a good thing. Blessing in disguise. Not sure. Um, I don't know if I'll take a week off, though, Blair. Uh, I, I really don't know. I'm sure we all will be disappointed. I do agree with that because Seattle has looked better than New Orleans through the first four weeks of the season. But I don't know if I'll take a week off. I might just, just stream from my car as I'm driving to the reception hall, and I'll just give you guys my blatant thoughts as I'm driving. Just, you know, you know what you said? Your clear thoughts come out on the open road. So who knows? Maybe I'll just do that. Davenport as well. He's in the backfield every play. Yeah, no, Davenport was, he had another good game, man. He had another good game. He's not the Jags, Tom, is he? No, not anymore, actually. He's not. He used to be, though. He's not. I already canceled my Bucks saints tickets. So I actually, I'll be at the Dome when they play the Bengals. Not feeling great about that game. But, I, you know, you got to take the wins, right? I'll get to watch Joe Burrow in person. I have not seen Joe Burrow in person, so I guess to do that's pretty cool. So I, I guess I would, uh, 
I do that. But I, I don't blame people if they want to cancel their tickets and whatever. It's a commitment to go to these games. And right now you're not liking what you're seeing. You don't want to pay for the product. I don't blame you. It's, it's kind of like when uh, you buy or you rent a movie or you go to see a movie, you better like the product or else you feel like you're wasting some money. Now this is on a bigger scale. It costs more. But we'll see. Anyway, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. It's been an hour. It's been an hour of ranting and not a lot of raving about this New Orleans Saints team. One and three. I'll have a lot more coverage here on Boot Media over the next couple of days. We'll talk about the offense with Andy Dalton. Do they keep him in? Talk about the Deontay Hardy situation because I don't think that is something that we could just tread lightly. I think that is an issue. Also talk about special teams as a whole. Will Lutz, Dennis Allen. I'll probably be ranting the rest of the week, but we'll figure it out. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. The recap here, of course, live after every single game. As always, I enjoy you guys coming in with your comments. Positive, negative, hilarious, whatever it may be. Always a pleasure talking with you guys. And I'll be back next week here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. The destination for the Houdat Nation. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast.